Hi, and welcome to Tangent Ever After, the podcast about storytelling. My name is Lucas, and I am a Hufflepuff. Joining me is one of my best friends. Hi, I'm Ben, and I am a Peach enthusiast. Today's topic is about anime and manga in celebration of Anime Day, which is today of recording, oh, Thursday. What do you know? I know. Um, before we get started, I forgot to mention this with our last episode, but we release two episodes a month. I forgot to mention that, but that's why um, you won't hear us every single week, because we're both adults with jobs and lives. <laughs> I would hope so. Let's just kick things off with manga and anime. The age where we first discovered it. Uh, how old were you when you discovered it, Ben? Um, I'm not sure. I um, I remember my brother and I catching Dragon Ball Z after school. Well, I I God, I don't remember what age I was. That's weird to me now. I I don't know when that was airing though either. Um, I would I guess I would probably have been about. I don't know, maybe nine or ten, but I'm really not sure. Um, might have been a little older, but yeah, it, right. it was on. And I guess I don't know. My brother introduced it to me, like, "Hey, look, we, you got to watch this thing. It's kind of cool." So we started watching after school, and I remember us being like, "Oh, we should." This is back in VHS days. Oh, we should tape it. So we started taping the episodes, even though we'd never rewatch them. Um, but it was like, but it was always like almost a secret because because we were always, always kind of like, mom can't catch us watching this because it's she's gonna say it's too violent or something. But that's that's sort of my first memory of of anime stuff. Anyway. Okay, well, um, I'm not sure if it's Mandela effect or whatever it is, but I swear my first anime was on because like Nick Jr. had a bunch of weird stuff back in the day, so it might be Mandela effect, it might not be, but I swear there was anime of fairy tales on Nick Jr. So unofficially Mandela effect anime is my first anime unofficially um, officially my first anime was when I was either five or six and it was Sailor Moon um, because shiny and bright colors and you know you know giving those children seizures oh wait that was Pokemon <laughs> but yeah um, I just want to say that I just remember I thought it was the strangest show ever and I was just like I kind of like it and I had never seen any, well, obviously there's that little show that I watched when I was little, but I had never seen an animation like that. I was like, why does she have a teardrop behind her head? Why do her eyes go so exaggerated? Why are her proportions semi-realistic? <laughs> oh, come on. The Sailor Moon proportions were terrible. I said semi-realistic. <laughs> Not even close. Come on. But yeah, that's just how old I was. Um, I was officially hooked on anime when I was about nine with everything that was on Toonami. Yeah. It was that sort of era. And, um, of course, the Pokemons. <laughs> yeah, I was never into oh. Pokemon, though, so I, you know, I, I only kind of know certain things by cult... Th- th- through the grapevine of the cultural lexicon. Right, and, um... Well, um... I became an artist because of anime, so there was that, too. Uh... That's a plus. Yeah, um, I mean, right now I'm in a funk, but hey, I'm an artist-ish. Um, Ish. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm talented, but I'm an artist. <laughs> oh, talented is a word that we can push possibly into into a future t- conversation, but um, 
Because I could rant about that myself probably for about 45 minutes. Okay, well, um, next on our list of topics is what makes anime such a unique form of storytelling? Uh, for me, I think it's just because it was the first thing, how do I put it? It was the first format of episodic storytelling where um, the story carried on into the next episode. Because I remember Serena and Darian, um, for a little bit, it was just like Monster of the Week thing. And then Serena met Ray and Amy. And I don't care that I'm using the dub names. I don't feel like saying Gusagi, Ray, and Ami. Um, or maybe I do, whatever. I just noticed that, oh, hey, this continuation. Oh my gosh, Tuxedo Mask is evil for more than five episodes. How do you feel about the storytelling format of anime, Ben? Well, I mean, it's um, it's probably standard to any other kind of uh, episodic uh, television show that, that has a, a, a long-term story. I don't think that's exclusive to anime by any means, but... Uh, I would say that uh, probably the vast majority of cartoons for at least people of our generation growing up didn't really follow that. Uh, th there was some hit and miss there. Like if, if you were more, I really it depends on if you were more Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, um, depending on where you were, what you were watching and, and you know what you had in your house growing up. Um, I'm talking like before anime even like, because um, in comparison to United's into you American and Western cartoons, you were very lucky if you got beyond twenty six episodes or two seasons. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that could be. Um, but I mean, well, that, I mean that is a factor, but the, it, within that factor, that's a matter of uh, it's a matter of cost and and you know what sells and. I mean, right. in, anime in in the United States is is imported, so it's uh, very niche from the from from the from the ground up of of bringing it over in the first place. Right, and um, another thing, like I'm going to use Rescue Rangers as an example because it's off the top of my head. Um, and a lot of Disney afternoon shows were limited to just 65 episodes, so you had 65 episodes to tell a story. And um, I think for the sake of syndication, you are not really allowed to have continuation besides maybe five two-part episodes in total. And I just made myself sound like a nerd. Well, that's what we're here for, aren't we? Uh, that's true, too. Um, so I think that's just like there is consistent continuation between episodes. And um, I don't know how it is in Japan, but I know that Sailor Moon ran for five seasons, no problem. I'm sorry that I'm using Sailor Moon as an example, but off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, well, I know I do know specifically in, in in Japan the anime is usually used to help promote and sell the manga. Right, and um, I don't know if that was the case thirty years ago, but I mean, I imagine it was. Oh, oh, that hurt a lot to hear thirty years ago. Well, I mean, oh. well, I mean the first, I mean the first anime hit U.S. shores in uh, I think the late eighties, mid mid to late eighties. Well, anime's been around, but like I'm um, just hearing. Right. Oh my god. Uh, well, also in the '90s, it was just like we're gonna talk about further in a little bit. But like anime was being released alongside of manga. Like um, Naoko Takarichi was told, "Hey, we're gonna be giving you an anime series too, um, and it's gonna be released alongside the manga." And they're just like, "Oh shoot." We're almost going to overlap the manga. Here's a lot of filler episodes. We're going to go on a ski trip while Darian is captured. Uh, yeah. Good old filler. Um, you spend 40 episodes charging an attack. Um, three of those 40 episodes are um, clip show episodes. 
But you know, that's the like pride. Like I, I couldn't watch that again now. Like like Dragon Ball Z did that constantly. But it was oh, yeah, still sure. like you're on the edge of your state and you're biting your biting your fingers trying for like oh what's gonna happen, you know. I just remember like um once was enough for Dragon Ball Z. I'm just like eh, do I really want to see Goku charge an attack again? No, no. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, I I have not. Uh, I don't think I even actually ever saw the series all the way through because a lot of times, to- towards the end of of end of the Z chapters, um. At that point, like I'd been like watching the show consistently for like three years, and it's just like, when is this? Like, come on! Like, this is just keeps freaking going. This is ridiculous. Um, I had seen all of it in Spanish, which is funny because I have an American accent when I speak Spanish, and it's not even that fluent. Um, but I had seen Auto Dragon Ball Z in Spanish. So I was just like, why is it taking them forever to dub it in English? Money. Money. Um. Well, I know that originally the first dubbing company just dubbed like the first, I think, 30 or so episodes. And then they shut down production. And like, um, I guess because of Toonami, there is enough of a fan cry to finish up the series. You know, oh, you know way more than I do on this, apparently. Um, for those that don't know, my dream to get when I graduate from high school is to be an anime voice actor. Um, obviously, that dream was not followed. <laughs> um, let's see. But I think my, I think I just stuck around for Dragon Ball Z because one thing I noticed with anime was that um, stories were finished. Like the first anime story that I actually finished that I was very into was Outlaw Star, and they promoted it with all this mystery happening. And I watched it every day, and I was like, "Oh snap! There's closure to this story." <laughs> so that was my main attraction was that it wasn't uh, what's going to happen. The answers are there, and you just watch every day and the story finishes. I guess I guess my interest is I would say the I was always drawn to the characters. Uh, <laughs> drawn. I, which which I <laughs> thanks. Which I um I would say is is true for any of the uh any of the stories that I'm really into is, is like if, if I can fall in love with the characters then I'll I'll be interested in whatever they're doing. Alright and um I also just like that depending on what you were watching you could either have silly very um inhuman like character designs like with Doraemon or you could have very accurate um human anatomy like with um, Outlaw Star so that's one of the things that always attracted me to anime is like oh you can choose one or the other or even enjoy both well yeah there is there is something unique about about that like I mean I mean anime for the uh the Japanese market is, is very much like the uh just live action TV in, in the United States I mean the Obviously, there's a little bit more production involved in in an anime than there is in uh, uh, a, a you know a standard you know sitcom or something. But it really uh, lends itself to, especially I mean animation in general. General is going to lend itself to telling all kind of different stories uh, and not necessarily be limited to a certain formula. Right, and um, now that you mention it, like you are right that anime is—I don't know how mainstream it is in Japan. Um, obviously it's mainstream in Japan, but like um, they're they're as... uh, Japan has anime commercials, just really? because yeah, for oh, for wow, for, I... thi- for things like like bicycles and motorcycles and like ramen noodles and like yeah, it's like they're they're. But but you you see anything live action and it's almost like three steps behind whatever they're do, doing in animation. It's really crazy. 
because the only I don't know if it's an actual commercial or it's um, something they show the employees, but I've seen the McDonald's anime thing. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna continue that. Um, I was talking to my mom about it towards the end of last this past summer, where um, I just finished a show called Millionaire Detective, and I was like, "This is a show my dad would have loved. It was live action because um the concept is a millionaire detective." So Batman. Um, actually, I'd say it was more along the lines of White Collar, to be honest. I like that show. I I wish I had never lost track of it. Um, I know it's still on Netflix, and maybe I'll watch it eh, maybe over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show. Totally worth it. Um, be- be- before before I forget, there's the, there's the age-old anime joke of... Uh... Nani... How many anime characters does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? One, but it takes five episodes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, my gosh. Um, before I get off, before I can move on to the next topic, I do want to talk about Studio Ghibli, because apparently Hayao Miyazaki does not consider his work anime. I heard it the other day on a different podcast, but I was like, wait, what? He doesn't consider his work anime? I, I can see that because I I know for him it's really just about like making films and like he doesn't uh, want to. I imagine he wouldn't want to s- subscribe into the uh, that idea of it like like because I know for him it's way more about the like the storytelling aspect and and uh, right. the the stills are more or more like paintings than like uh, stills I guess uh, frames I guess you could say. Well, I had um I think it was one of the back when they did still did one hundred and seven facts that um apparently will they Studio Ghibli will get artists from Italy and be like paint this background for us. So um Studio Ghibli, if you want to hire two artists, I would not <laughs> even begin to be confident doing that. I would just feel so honored and just be like, I don't deserve this, but I would do my best. They also, I, I do know, um, I don't know if it's exclusive to them, but uh, they they do sp- use a certain kind of watercolor that's really interesting. I got a chance to try some of it once. Really? Yeah. A, fr- a friend of mine's like, hey, they this is the stuff that Studio Ghibli uses. And I was like, I have to try this. And I did. And it's just like the every, the, 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 the it's like just charged with color. It's really cool paint. So it's kind of like, um... Is it like golden level charge or it's even like, more extreme? It, it, I mean, it's a, it's a watercolor, but it it uh, in many ways has the the color potency of, of like an acrylic. It's really kind of cool. Oh my god, I have to try this. But we will do that after this um <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent. Okay. Tangent ever after. Um, moving on to the next topic: the age-old fight age old maybe like in the 80s um dubs versus subs uh my preference is subs most of the time however there are a handful of shows and movies that uh either the dub is technically better or they're about equal i think it's because i grew up with dubs and like for the longest time I did not get internet until I was about a freshman in high school, so what was on TV was what I had, mm-hmm. along with my friend's subscription to New Type America, so I would get to see promotions of anime. Um, but yeah, I primarily had English dubs most of my life. Um, I would buy DVDs, and sometimes I'd watch 
Japanese version, and I was content with both versions. Um, Bandai and ADV Films and Funimation did pretty decent dubs. I know now Funimation is like the best dub provider, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean they're they're the most professional at it. All right, and they're in Texas, so you can imagine how I was that one weird kid that like um read the credits when anime ended so it's like oh Funimation's in texas i have a shoot in to work for them <laughs> no <laughs> yeah so the, the dub something uh i i didn't really i mean i feel like i knew that there were subtitled ones but i didn't nobody really explained the difference to me until i was like almost in college um actually no it's probably about 16 or so and it was most of it was uh certain certain levels of American censorship and just, like, flat-out script changes. Right. That I can get where fans would get upset, um, to be um, honest. Now, it's... Uh, most of that, I would say, came from a certain uh, company known as Viz Media, that their English dubs are some of... Not not saying that, that the voice acting is bad, but they're really known for completely changing the script and having the character say completely different things in order to appease uh, Western audiences and censorship. And that's... You sure that's fair? And you're not talking about four kids? They they both... Well, four kids, yes, more so. But Viz does it as well. Because I remember... Well, because Viz did, um, I think, most of Naruto for uh, 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 U.S. release. And there were right. there were a couple of things around the time I was sort of making the transition to subtitles. I had seen an episode uh, in subtitles, and then like two weeks later, I saw the, saw it on TV, and I was like, "That is not what they're saying." Right, I got and, uh, really pissed because it was like, "Okay, no, 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 no." <laughs> that I fully get and understand, and tol- not tolerate, but like um changing like um westernizing stuff i fully am against and things like that the thing that upset me because i'd be on forums as a teenager and people would be like complain about voices and so when i finally saw the subbed version of naruto i was like what no no no. this lady's pitch is the exact same as the american dubs lady's pitch well that's a plus um because i will actually say that the uh like dragon ball z is one that i can't watch in japanese because Goku's voice is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's like, I, I tried it once, and I was like, what the hell? Uh, for the longest time, um, I could not watch the Sailor Moon sub, because I don't know if it was because of the format the videos were uploaded in or anything, but I do not like her Japanese voice actress. Like, she screams so high-pitched, and it's like, I can't listen to this while wearing headphones, so for the longest time, I had to settle for looking for old English dubs that were uploaded. Ah, bootleg subs and dubs. Yay! The... Well, um... Before they cracked down on it, you could easily watch all the subs on YouTube. Oh, well, I I wasn't watching on YouTube. I was, um... There's still probably enough, like bootleggy anime streaming sites around or at least some of them anyway because uh, that's how i like I, that's where i really started watching a lot more anime was in college because i ran right. into more anime nerds and they started recommending series to me and then i 
found myself watching Grave of the Fireflies, having absolutely no idea that it what, what anything about it, and then I was like, okay, that's a, that's <sighs> a story for another day, perhaps. I actually do have an episode concerning Grave of the Fireflies for November. Oh dear, <laughs> I might have to rewatch it to do that though, and I, I don't no, know if I want no, to. No, 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 no. Um, it is. I remember it in detail. Once is enough. I remember most of it, but I don't think I could talk about it unless I saw at least some of it again, and I don't know if I want to do that. Um, it is. It's too painful for me to watch. For me to watch again. Um, Once for is listeners, enough. for listeners, um, Grave of the Fireflies is a one and done for various reasons. Not because it's yep. bad, but no, because it's good. That's the problem. I I, t- I tell you what. Um, there was a. Movie I saw last year for the first time that it's also like that and it's uh, American History X. That is a one and done movie. I, I uh, that that is not a movie I will watch more than once. Right, and um, it's been over ten years since I've seen Grave of the Fireflies, and I was looking at it on my bookshelf. I was like, I never want to see you again. And I almost gave it to a friend, but I was like, then, I like, 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 no, I can't, I can't put them through it. Yeah. And it's crazy because they did that as a co-release with My Neighbor Totoro, so I don't know if it was Totoro first, and then you get depressed, or you get depressed, and then... <laughs> My Neighbor Totoro. Totoro, Totoro. Totoro, Totoro. Who's got two thumbs and is a total nerd? This guy. What's it called? Um... What was I going to say again? The funny thing, I mentioned earlier that I watched a lot of my subs on YouTube. The hilarious, ironic for a circle thing is that Funimation has been releasing complete series to watch on YouTube for free, legally. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Funimation, and thank you, YouTube. So on to our final topic, top favorite animes in general. Um, would you like to go first, Ben? We'll just do one and one, if that's okay with you. Um, whoops. Sure. <laughs> it's actually really hard, because I have, like, a top three, but they're not really in any real order. Oh, you don't have to do it in a specific order. But the one that always comes to mind first is Mushishi. I love that show. You've mentioned it to me a few times, but I'm just like, I'll eventually get to it, and I'm it's, sorry they haven't gotten to it. <laughs> it's, it's 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 very slow paced. It's a mellow like sit down and relax kind of anime. It's not really a a big action show or anything. Any specific details about the show besides it being slow paced? Um, well, it's it it's actually probably one of the few shows that doesn't have like a lo- really long ongoing storyline. Um, it's sort of like a monster of the week kind of thing. Uh, but um, the stories are really sort of they play into the human condition almost every single one of them, and and it's always this like this really deep emotional story that's being told. Um, it's just, it's about a guy that travels around um, Japan, probably in a I'd say maybe in, I'm trying to think about eras and things. It's it's weird because he's dressed modern, and everyone else is dressed in sort of like classical, probably like uh, Edo period attire um i'm actually just snowballing i'm not quite sure if that's accurate uh saying Edo period but um i was about to say look at us talking about japan without really knowing that much about the anime um but 
yeah, uh, the guy wanders around. There's sort of these creatures that are somewhere between uh, spirits and like low-level life forms that exist sort of in a dimensional plane. Uh, that not everybody can see them, but they absolutely have an effect on uh, people's emotions and behavior and, and, and the physical world in, in different ways. Uh, so it's really following sort of it, its own internal mythology, and it's just very, sort of, really kind of strange and mysterious. And uh, the, the music and both uh, the, and the, the voice work, both in Japanese and in English, are, uh, are incredible. And I, oddly enough, I actually prefer the English uh, dub to the Japanese uh, because I can mellow out to it more better. Okay, so one of my favorite animes, um, technically it's two separate anime because one was released in the 2000s and one was released about two or three years ago, Kino's Journey. Um, it's based on a series of light novels, coincidentally also about a traveler named Kino. The episodes are just mostly Kino traveling to locations and either being a hero or, because um, Kino isn't really a hero, um, Kino just, they're just a traveler. Um, it kind of varies from adventure to adventure. Like some episodes show be the hero, like, oh, I'm here to save the day, not willingly or not intentionally, but she'll be there just to be then if she sees this wrong, she will put minimum effort at worst and full effort at best to resolve the problem <laughs> or get out alive. And um, it's kind of interesting because in the first anime, it was animated kind of like with the sepia setting where like um it was nicely animated but how do i put it there was kind of like a dull haze in each episode and um with the new series kino's journey the beautiful world the colors are very vibrant um and there's a more happier feel to it i'm running through my list and uh the thing is my list is it's a short list and i i don't know i actually don't know if i can narrow it down to three Oh, you don't have to narrow it down to three. I have five. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it for for any for any any anime for me, it takes me a long time to find something I like because I kind of have really specific tastes to things, and I actually don't really go actively searching for anime and everything like that. Okay, so I guess my uh, second one, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm try and try and rank these the best I can. The the guilty pleasure one for me. It's a it's a short. I think it's maybe 25 episodes, and it's called uh, Chrono Crusade. Um, not wait, every... they turned that into an anime. Yeah, I thought it was just a video game. No, you're thinking of either Chrono Trigger or uh, Chrono Cross. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. I'm sorry. Chrono Crusade. Um, yeah, I would have loved. Chrono Trigger to have been an anime, but uh, alas, not so much. Chrono Trigger uh, has is often criticized for being a little fan servicey, but it's got a interesting story about a nun and her demon sidekick, and it's very strange. And like her life is tied to his, and neither one of them are gonna live real long, so it it really only follows this short lived area. But there's also this sub story about her chasing after her brother that got lost to this like time freeze loop thing. It's every time I watch it, I I get something new out of it. I and I I've seen it probably five or six times throughout the course of my life, and I I still don't fully understand the entire story. And I think I that's I think that's why I love it so much is is because like every time I watch it I I I see something new in it. I can just imagine like a company like Netflix just like taking that concept and just like 
it's gonna be a buddy cop movie. <laughs> that's honestly, that's kind of how it feels sometimes. I know, but more close to the typical buddy cop thing than um. I have a for 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 your listeners. I have a story that I've been working on for a long time, and it's in many ways based a lot on my first viewing of of uh, Chrono Crusade, and 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 the, the the dynamic between the two characters uh, is is very much what I lent my own storytelling too i and i still kind of lean back on that uh from time to time okay well the next one on my list and um people know what this is and i love this anime very dearly and especially the manga because i have the complete manga set is card captor sakura and it's important this anime is important to me because it's how i learned how to draw people um, anime is not a good teacher for learning to draw people it's and it depends what you're focusing on because there's anime where there's very bad proportions and then there's um all anime has very bad proportions anime is not a good teacher for for anatomy mm, i'd say ghost in the show has pretty accurate proportions i'm only going to say this one more time anime is not a good teacher for anatomy stop it okay fine anime is not a good teacher for anatomy um, so, um, I really like this one because, um, like I said, it was a story that I had seen advertised on Kids WB, and I saw the premise, and I saw that this is a story that has a beginning, middle, and end, and so if I just keep up with it, I'm going to get the full story, and unfortunately, the Canadian dub, <laughs> Canadian dub, is sadly the best dub. <laughs> What's it called? There's four different dubs for Card Captain Sakura. So far, the best dubs is the Novana dub and the um, the Clear Card dub. The Clear, not Clear Card. The um, well, actually no, the Clear Card anime dub is really good. Um, I was talking about the Sealed Card dub. That one's the best so far. But um, there's like three different dubs, and none of them are good. Like it's one of the few anime where I'll just like I'm gonna watch it in Japanese subtitles on my TV, even if it's gonna annoy the. Sh- stuff out of my eyes <laughs> and i will say that i give clamp a lot of credit because they designed these beautiful costumes when they turned it into when they adapted the manga into anime um the cr- clamp the authors and creators of card capsicle worked very closely with the animators to not just write down each episode but to make sure sakura has a different costume in each episode and that everything went smoothly and they're still doing that with um the clear card arc even though clear card is on hiatus right now um but actually i, I say, like that's huh? uh so, no go ahead no you go first um well are you saying about uh cha- changing um uh, the costume or the outfit in every episode that sounds like a nightmare for the animators. It's kind of interesting because um, technically there's stock footage of her, of Sakura doing her return to your power confined. I'm sorry that I'm using Canadian dub, but whatever. Like that's stock footage, but each time it's normally her wearing a different costume and like sometimes she'll be wearing her school uniform. And the only times they knew that Shadon was going to get a card was when it wasn't stock footage involved. Yeah, because the, the one... Actually, I probably know a handful, but uh, one of one of the silly facts I I remember about Naruto is that uh, the original concept uh, for the characters had them all using the sort of the goggle design that sort of like the young the young ninjas have in in the beginning of the show, 
Yeah. Yeah, and 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 they yeah, and 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 yeah, like and they they they're like, okay, this is a this is a pain in the butt to draw. We got to make something uh, easier. So that's that's the whole reason why the head protectors were even created for the for the series was because they were easier to draw. I can get that actually. Um, like, and this is someone who cosplays a lot. Um, I love it when in anime they have very. simple costumes like oh thank goodness i can pull this off a lot easier with spending less money like with attack on titan that outfit is really easy to do unfortunately i don't like attack on titan Mm -hmm. I have mixed feelings about the show, but uh, I'll save them uh, for a perhaps a conversation outside of of the podcast. Uh, um i see the appeal it does not appeal to me <laughs> I think I guess my next one is uh, Hunter X Hunter, specifically the newer one, but also the old one's good too. Funny thing, um, I found out about two years ago it's actually pronounced Hunter Hunter, but in Spanish I will happily say Hunter X Hunter just because I like saying X. <laughs> say it with me, X. I I I know how to say it. It's fun. It's it's know. silly, but no. Um, also, I've been saying Hunter X Hunter since whatever college, so I'm certainly certainly not changing now. But yeah, it's Also, a. fun fact: um, the man who makes Hunter X Hunter is married to Naoko Takuichi, the creator of Sailor Moon. Okay, that's odd and interesting and different and Continue. I'm sorry. not I'm not sorry to interrupt not you. not really relevant, but no um. I don't. It's hard to. It's, why is it all the things I like hard to describe? Uh, the story follows uh, two kids that kind of become best friends throughout the course of the. Well, actually, the very beginning of the show, uh, they become what they call hunters, which is sort of a designation of a class of both fighter, uh, sometimes super intelligent person, but also they also can manipulate. Uh, like energy fields to some degree, and they're you know basically like a a club for super powerful anime characters, more or less is the best way to describe it, I suppose. But So uh, original. each each character sort of has their own journey and their own arc that they're going on, and and the the main character uh, Gon, um, he's really he's looking for his father who kind of more or less left when he was a kid, but rather than Being bitter about it, he's like, no, I want to go find him because he was a hunter, and that's obviously really exciting, and I want to be just like him. Um, so it, it kind of leads through the journey of, of where he goes to, to find his dad, but also um, gets caught up in the the lives of, of the friends he finds along the way. So, I mean, I, I know that sounds kind of generic -y, but uh, the, the story's really good. The uh, updated... Uh, 2000, I think it came out in 2011 is when the newer version was, which is weird now because it's now 10 years old. Um, but but um, it, it ran for 100 and geez, 20 something episodes, I think. So it's got a it's got a good long run, but it's also completed uh, and, it, and it's a nice it's a really nice story arc from start to finish. That's interesting. Um, side tangent: I will not watch anything beyond a hundred episodes, with select Oh, few exceptions. you're you're uh, missing out. You're missing out. I would never watch One Piece. I am not Oh sorry. no, no, no! I, I no, I, I, I totally agree with you. It's One Piece is a. <sighs>
my problem with One Piece is like nothing ever happens. They don't get anywhere. And my a couple friends that are into it, no, 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 that's not true. They go like it's like it's still going. It's been going it's like, for like twenty years. And like, learn how to finish your damn story. Um, it's like they never go anywhere. They went to the mall. The mall doesn't count. <laughs> um, to all the One Piece fans, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, back on track. Um, one of my favorite shows is um, it's an oldie now, but it's called Witch Hunter Robin. It is kind of. My perfect anime, where it is 26 episodes long, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, each episode is important. Um, it's kind of like a paranormal... It starts off as a paranormal cop drama where um, there are witches in society, which is kind of like a watered-down mutant from X-Men. Hmm. And so they bring in a new recruit from Italy named Robin, who is a craft user, and she can create fire with her eyes. It appealed to me because um, I watched it as a kid, and um, I didn't pick it up the first time I watched it, but they perfectly described Robin as a foreigner in Japan, where she's just like, she doesn't know the customs, she gets annoyed when she's forced to bow down to someone, because um, she was raised with, what's the, Covenant is for nuns, right? Convent. Convent. She was raised in a convent for 15 years of her life, and so she is not used to the customs of Japan. And it's one of those rare shows where you do not see any strut drops, you do not see any gag faces or anything. Like, it's very serious. Like, the first half of the series is Monster of the Week, let's get to know our characters, and the second half it's the mystery of something called the Fragment of Wisdom and Robin's own personal origins and her being transferred from being a hunter to be considering to be being considered a witch and being hunted down because she is now on the hunt list. And I believe all of it is for free on YouTube. <laughs> of course it is. Alright, so your turn. Um, this one I just thought of and I realized I had to scribble down a bunch of honorable mentions before I get to five. <laughs> oh gosh, we'd be here all night if I had said my honorable mentions. <laughs> um... My forum pick is uh, Beyond the Boundary. It's probably the newest thing on my list, but newest is really relative because I think it's like six years old. Um, it's a short two-season show that um, I suppose a little bit like uh, uh, Chrono Crusade is a little fan servicey, but probably a little bit more fan servicey. But uh, the way I see it is, is it's all played off uh, for the comedic purposes. Um. It follows the story of a uh, young high school student who is immortal and like part demon, and the girl with a, uh, her strange blood manipulation power that is that uh, bending, sorta, but not quite. Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, uh, she 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 uh, like bites her thumb and like then it drips and she conjures a sword out of it. And it's it's sort of like their journey. To, before, like it starts out like it's like she's just trying to kill him over and over again. And he's like, he's, he's like, it's not gonna work. It's like it like it hurts, but like really, come on. Um, I guess. And it's it's really just like it's it's a slice of life story, but it's also, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's, prob it's probably it's probably way more of a love story than anything else. Um, but unfortunately, there's an OVA with a really tragic ending. And it just about broke me, so. 
Not as bad as Grave of the Fireflies broke me. Uh, I you know what I would say that um, it's definitely not Grave of the Fireflies level of sad, but it's it approaches it quite a bit. Oh dang! Yeah, that's okay, at least that's so... at least the OVA, not 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 the not the two season series though. Okay, um, next one for me. It's a little series called X nineteen ninety nine, um, and it is on Eternal Hiatus. <laughs> Um, so, there's the anime and the manga, and the anime ends completely differently because um, the manga has no ending, and half of the hero characters are not dead. All the hero characters are still alive. So, it's pretty much um, trying to prevent the end of the world, and it's pretty much all these super-powered people where they create something called... There's two groups. One are the Dragons of Heaven who want to protect earth and keep it going and keep humanity safe and the dragons of earth who want to end humanity so that the earth can recover environmentally and so they kind of duke it out and fight both physically and philosophically and so the dragons of heaven i hope i'm not confusing them because it's been a while in order to prevent um crazy damage to the areas of japan that are being attacked they create something called a kakai field where they can duke it out and if they win or the battle or when the battle ends, there is no damage. But when they if they lose, there is all kinds of crazy damage. And I remember that it was the first manga that I read where it was gory. Um I showed Ben a page when I went to visit him a few a while back and he was like, Oh dang. Like the city just exploded and there was detailed body parts everywhere. Shoot, what's that one? There was a the one really bloody one I got into that had one season and I kind of lost lost track of it. Is it Elfin Light? Because that one is all no, kinds no, of gory. No, no, it's it's not gory, but there's a lot of blood and but the prison and and uh, Dead Man Wonderland. That's what it was. That one freaked me out a that little was, bit. Was like, that was cool. Ugh. That was really cool. But it was like it, it was like twelve episodes and they like just just they just focused on the manga and I'm like ah well, yeah. All right, and um, that's not my number five. I, I'm just uh, well, this would be number five, but I want to I want to do my rundown honorable honorable mentions because I've been jotting them down as as you've been talking, <laughs> as they've come to mind. So I will I will do just like quick quick uh, thing and two two sentence synopsis. Um, Ghost Town, a group of kids learn astral projection and. Uh, Help dissolve a cult that's rising in their neighborhood. Uh, ghost. That sounds cool. It's, it's it's really crazy. I think I think it's around either the twenty six or like the forty eight mark. It's really awesome. And there's a couple of moments that are actually really kind of scary and freaky. It's great. Uh, ghost hunt. Um, ghost hunt. Ghost hunt was the one with um, I think the uh, yeah it it was high high school girl, some guy that kind of like is acts as this freelance spiritual medium uh a shinto priestess who's also like really busty uh a a, a catholic seminarian who's also a, a part-time exorcist and and there's a I think another one in that group but they like keep going to places it's really crazy uh next honorable mention is uh brave 10 i think it had like 12 or 14 episodes it really needed a second season it was about uh the internal warring factions in uh so, something in Japanese history of all these little different uh, countries hiring their own special 
uh, like mercenary, and they're all going around trying to protect their area. And the Brave Ten was sort of like these ten group, ten individuals that became a group. Really, really cool. Um, uh, uh, Auno Exorcist or the Blue Exorcist, uh, two season show, I think. But uh, the manga is still going, and I do periodically go back to read and catch up on the manga because it's a really kind of kind of a cool thing. Uh, it's essentially uh, high, uh, high school for exorcists. Pretty fun. Uh, Psychic Detective, Detective Yakimo, which is similar to Ghost Hunt, uh, in that it's a girl and a guy in high school. Uh, this guy has a red eye that allows him to uh, see and uh, uh, maybe hear uh, ghosts, and, and uh, she and him go around to help sort of like the last dying wish of, of, of uh, these souls that are like have most recently perished. And my last honorable mention is uh, Hayoka, uh, slice of life story, uh, guy that's very uh, low energy and apathetic, and the high energy girl that uh, gets him to uh, look into mysteries uh, as minimal as they are in, in their slice of life high school area. So th those are my honorable mentions. But my actual uh, number five has to be uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, no question. That one I'd still have to watch just because um, I swore I would finish the manga first before watching the anime. So I'm sorry, audience, but I have not finished the Full Metal Alchemist manga. I am very done to completing my collection, though. Just read it online, man. Uh, what's funny about that is uh, I watched the original series, and be after finishing the original series, I started reading the manga. And then about Three quarters of the way through that, the manga at least being done, I didn't know it at the time, but you know, three quarters of, of it being done when it was still being released, Brotherhood came out. So I was watching them uh, concurrently, or, or rather reading and watching concurrently. And then the show, then Brotherhood and the manga finished within like a month of each other. And it was so cool to, for, to be following along for that experience. I heard it was pretty cool. Um, what's it, how do I put it? So I was like one of the few people in my town that went to Walden Books to actually buy manga. Um, there were already these, these kids that sat down and read it but never bought anything. So the lady that the manager hated manga and anime because of that reason. And I don't blame her because um, like if I had a store and people weren't buying stuff and just reading for free, I'd be like, get out or buy something. Yeah, really. So um, I think I was one of the more favorite customers because I actually bought the stuff. <laughs> and um, that just made it even more sad when Modern Books closed down close to 10 years ago. Oh, oh wow, I'm making myself depressed. Well, I mean, if you could go in and read and not buy anything, it kind of makes sense. I'm just like... Um, it's basically a library at that point. Yeah, but actually it's kind of cool that my local library now has manga in it. Yeah, the what? pop culture has wor has worked its way around in such an interesting. Oh way. yeah, it's definitely um, more mainstream. Um, people are not mocked for liking. Well, maybe they are, but I remember when I was subbing at the school district that I used to work for, the kid that would normally be considered a jock and would normally make fun of the kids that read anime had a My Hero Academia backpack and was like, "Oh my gosh, what has we've, happened?" We've won. Society? The nerds have won. Yes. Okay. So um. My honorary mentions um, for 
anime that I like, um, Orange. It is a story about a girl getting letters from her future self trying to convince, t- giving her detailed instructions to prevent her friend's suicide. And just the events that lead up to that particular moment. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a very beautiful, sweet story. Um, another one that I really like is Pre-Tier. It is a very short series. It's 13 episodes, but it's a very interesting take on the magical girl genre. Another one I like is Oran High School Host Club, just because it's just so funny. Um, I have not finished the manga for that one either. There's Subasa Reservoir Chronicle, the... the blah, 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 blah. The Car Captain Sakura spinoff, there we go. And XXX Holic, or Triple X Holic, where it is a crossover with Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. And I'm getting such bad details for uh, my um, honorary mentions. There's also Stains Gate and Stains Gate Zero, where um, it is a very interesting science fiction show that I don't even know how to describe that well. And Robotics Notes, where it's robots. Robots! All right. Uh, so what is your my, number five? My number five is, and this may change after I see Brotherhood, but Fullmetal Alchemist. <laughs> With the original? The original. Um, actually, yeah, like, it's going to change. Or, I will say that um, when I bought the box set to Fullmetal Alchemist, it wasn't a box set, but it was like there was a tin, and I thought, oh, there's going to be more than one DVD in here. I was wrong. Um, but it came with the score to the show, and I was like, ah, oh, so good. Oh, honorary mention I forgot to mention is dot hack sign. Um, it's a kid trapped in a video game. That's all you need to know. That's I. I that's that's about all I know about the. There, there's like three different dot dot hacks out there, so that's yeah, they're all about the same. Um, let's at, just at, say at least in that premise, anyway. Let's just say my only critique about dot hack sign is that despite it taking place in a fantasy RPG, there is very little fighting. I thought it was interesting that they chose to focus more on conversations and character development rather than taking full advantage of the fantasy setting. I remember when I saw finally no um, Sword Art Online, I was like, "This is dot hack sign." It's what everybody but said, <laughs> but I didn't watch dot hack, so I kind of fell in love with Sword Art, but. Back to Fudum Alchemist, and um, this is part and part because of Dot Hack Sign, but for a while, as a teenager, I was obsessed with music scores because of them. And now, as an adult, I'm just like, oh, I know this key. I know this. I know that. Um, I'm a horrible musician, but I can tell scores like just by hearing them from it's a like, distance. Hey, like, I know music theory. It's like, oh, Yuki Hitahara composed this. Oh, this was done by... Her name is escaping me. I'm put on the spot and I can't remember. Um, let me check the name. You don't, have, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it, but um, just know that I love music scores and anime. And um, oh, another good series I forgot to mention: um, Wolf's Train. A beautiful score. <laughs> We're gonna be here for hours with all of my anime mentions. It's a um, but Wolf's Train. Ever after. Wolf strain. It has wolves. That's all you need to care about. <laughs> My own little wolf is right next to me. I think I got it out of me. I think we should wrap up before I start saying, Oh, and this! Oh, and this! Oh! oh. And, um, oh, oh, Revolution Ego Utena. Okay, yeah, I think we need to stop. You've also seen way more anime than I have, so you, you have a, a, a wider range of of your, li- your 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 mental library of all this is is much much larger than i am 
Oh, I have an entire bookshelf code with manga, by the way, people. <laughs> uh, before we finish up for the night, I do want to talk about manga a little bit. Uh, oh, another um, good one, My Hero Academia. It's the most recent thing I like. I need to stop, for you real. need to stop. Let's talk about manga, which I thought we were already kind of talking about a little bit. but uh, Just like a manga alone, um, is it pronounced manga or manga? I say manga. Um, manga is technically, the, is, is technically the pronunciation that is correct. I think I probably started saying manga early on, but then I heard somebody else say it. And I'm like, oh, that's how you say that. Uh, I just remember someone in college like got pissed at me for saying manga instead of manga. I was like, okay, geez, chill. But I have lost my train of thought. I've gone on so many tangents. Oh my god, Fooly Cooly! Uh, I decided not to include that in, in my list or honorable mentions specifically because it is so short and weird and niche and it's... <clears throat> For, for for all the th- things we're talking about, like good stories and like things like that, like that that's that's just that's just a weird enough show that it doesn't need to be mentioned. And if and if anyone's want or watching, yeah, see where my my mind is for media recording. Um, if anyone's listening to this that, that is an anime nerd, you you know that one's like just like you don't even have to you don't even have to have to mention it. It's like it's just there. Um. Oh my gosh. Um. I am. My gosh. Ooh, one last honorable mention. I'm sorry, Ben. Yuri on oh. Ice. It's it's about gay male figure skaters. Um, but what kind of I'm not gonna finish that joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for real though. Um I think I need to end my tangents before I go crazy. Um Ben, where the can they find you? Uh, well, I'm a visual artist. They, you can find me uh, at cinderblockstudios.com or just by searching Cinderblock Studios in Google. You'll find me all of my various platforms. Also, there's a links page on my website. Uh, you can also find me uh, also at Cinderblock Studios at SoundCloud. I kind of mix weird um, audio tracks here and there. Um, and I stream video games on Twitch under the name Castles and Cocktails. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and the Twitter on LucasGoArt underscore 46. And you can find this podcast on Pocket Casts and iTunes now and SoundCloud, our little home area. I am slowly working on getting us on other services. Um, once again, before I forget, you can catch us twice a month. Um, not every two weeks, but twice a month because, um, like I said, we're adults. We go crazy. Um, we want to keep our sanity and our social lives. <laughs> and this is a new show in production, and we're trying to we're trying to figure out what what the good schedule is going to be at this point. Um, exactly. Um, so happy Anime Day. Um, we're, it will not be Anime Day anymore upon release, but um, thank you for listening. Uh, maybe one day we will get a Twitcher for Tangent Ever After, and maybe a YouTube channel. <laughs> future future goals. Future goals. Eventually get their goals. (laughs) Have a good night, everyone. Or a good day.